I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song, episode 352. Welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture, hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio, to help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. I'm excited to kick off the Christmas season by featuring Christmas songs on the podcast to point us back to Scripture. And it's good and right to have traditions to cause us to stop and ponder the details of the season. In the Old Testament, God would have his people celebrate festivals with the distinct purpose of remembering. So may the details of the Christmas story never become so familiar that we fail to reread and to ponder and to celebrate. So this week's song is a new one by Building 429. It's called Hope is Here, Do Not Fear. It's a big song with big emotion featuring a full choir and orchestra. I hope it will make its way to your Christmas playlist. But more than that, I hope it leads you to scripture as we remember and celebrate this Christmas season. To be reminded in the darkness of these days, our God is not so far away. Hope is here, the choice to leave is strong. has been a doozy, and it's not over, of course. Lockdowns and isolation, division and hate, evil called good and good called evil. I mean, I guess that happens every year. But like our lyrics say, we need to be reminded in the darkness of these days that our God is not so far away. And there was a darkness in the days of Christ, too. There was a great anticipation for the Messiah to come. But unlike in those days, hope is here As we celebrate this season, let's never forget what it means to us. Now, our song sings of angels saying, do not fear and hope being here. And this reminds me of Matthew chapter one, when an angel appeared to Joseph and said, do not fear. And ultimately declared that Mary, his betrothed wife, would uh, bear a son that was to be called Emmanuel, God with us. Do not fear Hope is here. In fact, let's read it together. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband, Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. 
But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now, from the beginning, God had a plan. He didn't get to Matthew chapter 1 and say, I wonder what I'm going to do to redeem my people. Everything up to this moment was pointing to Jesus. There are many details in Jesus's birth story. In fact, use this season as an opportunity to take the bites of reading in context and repetition. Now, BITE, B-I-T-E, is an acronym for Bible Interaction Tool Exercises. These are just regular old habits that I use in my interaction with God's Word, and you can use them too. Reading in context, meaning not taking individual verses out of the whole, and repetition, which you know what that means, <laughs> are some of my favorite go-to bites. So plan to read Matthew chapter 1 and 2 and Luke chapter 1 and 2 completely and repetitively over the next few weeks. You might add the bites of listening to an audio version of the text and also reading in a variety of translations. After you've read it through several times, you also might add the bite of reading the text aloud just so that your brain doesn't go into that I know this already mode. Now, why should we spend so much time in one area of scripture for so long? Well, there are many benefits, including increased comprehension as we get more comfortable with the text. And when we reread the details with others, that's another bite, by the way, reading and discussing with a friend, our conversations around the text get richer and richer. And our understanding deepens as we get to know the character be- characters better. And here's another bite. Don't forget the people that we're reading about. They were real. They were real people. Uh, we also notice new new things in the story when we read it repetitively. Now, once you really get a grasp on the text and get comfortable with it, then your focus shifts from understanding what is really what is happening in the story, like the details of the story, to big ideas around God's overall message and grand themes of scripture. So through reading repetitively, you develop the ability also to make more associations, judgment, and elaborative comments. So if you get weary of the repetition, I encourage you, just push through. Mix it up through some of the bites that I've already mentioned, like listening and trying different various translations, reading out loud, reading with a friend. But whatever you do, push through. You really want all of these benefits, and you can really only get all of those benefits through repetition. So let's look back at our text and ask a question. What did the angel tell Joseph about Jesus? In fact, we can use the bite of making a list here. And if I go back to that text and look at those verses, I can see that he came from the Holy Spirit, that he would save his people from their sins, and that they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. So guess what, Joseph? Hope is here. Now, now for Joseph, these were uh, going to bring about not very hopeful circumstances. Can, can you see that? He was betrothed to a girl that was pregnant, 
by the Holy Spirit, but I'm pretty sure the village they lived in would not understand that. In fact, you get a glimpse of this at the beginning of our text. He says, when his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit and her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. There's not much hope for Mary and Joseph in this story, at least not in the way that we would often define hope. We often define it the way the dictionary does, which is the feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. Now, if I'm Joseph, I'm wanting a faithful wife and a nice little reliable life where I can make a good living and provide for my family and earn a place of honor in my hometown. What I'm not hoping for is public shame and difficulty from the start that he doesn't even know this yet. It's going to cause him to move his family to a foreign land from the very beginning. Now, ultimately, events will turn out for the best but not necessarily specifically for Mary and Joseph. And this is what brings me to share another bite, an outside resource I love to use. Uh, And again, I like to go to outside resources once I've familiarized myself with the text. But but the Bible Project has a study and a video on biblical hope. Uh, I will link to that in the show notes, michellekneesat.com forward slash 352. They share these thoughts uh, in that video. And through some of their resources, they say biblical hope is based on a person, which makes it different from optimism. Optimism is about choosing to see in any situation how circumstances could work out for the best, which is what we've been talking about, right? But biblical hope isn't focused on circumstances. In fact, hopeful people in the Bible often recognize there's no evidence things will get better, but you choose to hope anyway. And a biblical, it goes on to say biblical hope is an optimism based on odds. It's a choice to wait for God to bring about a future that's as surprising as a crucified man rising from the dead. Christian hope looks back to the risen Jesus in order to look forward. And so we wait. I encourage you to go uh, check out the videos. There's um, a, a four minute like podcast audio and then like another four or five minute video. It was really, really good on biblical hope. Because if we begin with the end in mind, you know, we know we get included in this story that the angel is revealing to Joseph. Because Jesus came to earth, born as a baby in Joseph's household, fully God and fully man. He lived and died and was resurrected on the third day and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. We're justified by faith, have peace with God, and have access into grace and rejoice in hope. You don't believe me? Well, let's read all about that in Romans chapter 5. He says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We've just been talking about peace a few episodes ago. Through him, through Jesus, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We stand in grace because of Jesus and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. See, isn't that amazing? Hope is here. The light has come, but that doesn't mean we're we're still living. Uh, it doesn't mean that we're not still living in a dark time. It, the The light has come. Hope is here, but it doesn't mean that we won't suffer. In fact, if we keep reading in Romans chapter five, we see that our suffering is what leads to hope. What? So remember, biblical hope is not this. The, the circumstances are going to turn out great. It's that um, biblical hope is a little different. So let's read about it. <clears throat> let's keep reading in uh, Romans 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance. 
And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. It just reminds me, I see that that hope does not put us to shame. And remember, Joseph was trying to avoid um, putting Mary to shame or exposing her to shame. He was going to divorce her quietly. Uh, But God's love was poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. There's a lot in there. Ultimately, we rejoice in our current sufferings because it produces hope. Again, not a hope in our circumstances, not a hope that everything's going to turn out okay for us, but a hope in a person, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And so let's keep reading. It's also good. Verse 6, for while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person, one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Why, why would you talk, be talking about all, all of this at Christmas, Michelle? We're, I thought we were talking about Joseph and Mary, and isn't this more of an Easter message? No, it's a message of hope. This was the plan all along. Joseph couldn't see it. All he knew was the promise that uh, this baby Jesus would one day save his people from their sins. And scripture does not give testimony that Joseph uh, even seemed to live long enough to see any of that. But Paul unpacks it for us here in verse 9. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, Much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. We were reconciled to God by the death of Jesus. But if there's no birth, then there's no death or resurrection. And that is why it's worth our time to read and reread, getting the big story under our belt to begin to make big picture connections, uh, big picture connections like Paul makes in Romans chapter 15. If uh, We were just in Romans 5, but 10, 10 chapters down the road in a section titled Christ, the hope of Jews and Gentiles in my ESV Bible. That's the section title that it gives us. It says, for I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised, circumcised meaning the Jews, to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs and in order that the Gentiles, that's you and me, might glorify God for his mercy. And then he makes these connections from several Old Testament places. But this one in particular drew my attention. Paul writes, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will come. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. The root of Jesse is Jesus. It's in him that we hope. Because my friend, hope is here. In fact, let me close by speaking Paul's words from Romans chapter 15 directly to you, directly over you. Uh, in Romans 15, 13, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. So what's next? 
We'll start this week by diving into the text describing the birth of Christ in Matthew and Luke chapters 1 and 2. And consider that this was the beginning of Christ's earthly life, but was by no means the beginning. Think about the difference between optimism and biblical hope. Read and meditate on Romans chapter 5 and the salvation described there that was promised through the angel's words to Joseph. And while you're in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing. Email me, michelle at michellekneesat.com. You can hop on Twitter at Michelle Nizat or Instagram at Michelle Nizat. On Facebook, Michelle L. Nizat is my public page. And let's talk about what you're learning. Now, if you haven't joined the 30-Day Music Challenge yet, I highly recommend it. The challenge is to listen exclusively to Christian music for 30 days. You are never too late to jump in. Just submit your name and email address at michellekneesat.com forward slash 30-day challenge and you're in. Now, before I tell you what song will be featured next week, I want to thank any new subscribers who have subscribed recently, like Sandra from Illinois, Terry from Florida, Colleen from New York, Antonio from Mexico, Lorena from Ontario, Canada. Welcome. Now, new subscribers to my website benefit from a one-page resource of my top five bites that I've used on the podcast. I think this is a great place for you to start. You will also benefit from an email that I send only once a week. Now, in that email, you get a weekly memory verse resource to display on your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, or you can print it out. You also get an email recap of the week's episode, and you get instant access to some of the extra resources that I create from time to time for my podcast episodes all of that is just my way of saying thank you for listening. So head over to michellekneesat.com to subscribe today. Now, have you had a chance to write a review in iTunes for the podcast yet? Uh, this is really an encouragement to me, but it also helps me stay visible to new listeners and gives me some credibility as people are finding the podcast. So as always, if you take the time to review my podcast, I will take the time to personally thank you right here on the podcast. Just like Rich S. Feff, who writes... What I've been trying to say, it's so much more. For years, I've tried to tell people that it's more, more than a song, more than a sermon, more than words on a page. It's about God and getting to know him. He alone is worthy of our worship and time. It's not about the song. It's about how the song touches our heart and draws us close to our creator. It's a tool to help us deeply know him. The song should be based on his word and tell who he is and of his love. And how do we grow in a deeper relationship with him? Read his word. Listen to songs that praise him and tell of who he is. Many churches have divided over music that sung and played during services. How sad. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. You've helped show that it's more than a song. It's about him. His word comes to to us in many ways. Song, a sunset, uh, the Bible, his people. Thanks for helping us all to take a bite out of life. Listening to your podcast and taking the 30-day challenge has enriched my relationship with him. Wow, Rich, thank you so much for that uh, review. It is so meaningful, and I agree. (laughs) What a great recap of everything I've been trying to say, so thank you for that. Of course, you can listen to the podcast directly on my website at michellekneesat.com through iTunes or the Apple Podcast app. You can follow on Spotify or Stitcher Radio or through your podcast listening app of choice. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. It's officially the Christmas season, as I've mentioned. And if you're a longtime listener, then you know that I will continue to use Christmas music leading up to Christmas week to point us back to scripture. So with that in mind, next week, I will be using the Carol of Joseph, I Believe in You 
uh, by For King and Country to point us back to scripture. So if you liked this episode, however, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 352. While you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.